I feel like Aldi's hummus is like their sales are probably through the roof. I feel like hummus is super popular. They have great hummus. That's and hummus is easy like to make too. Yeah. What would you say, Travis? That's a trend I'd like to see go away. You're <laughs> no. a trend I'd like to see go away. again to all of our wonderful beautiful listeners uh to another round of pardon the pandemic we are dangerously close to the turkey break and enjoying a wonderful thanksgiving feast today like many others we have an awesome awesome guest for you which i'm sure you are going to love there is one slight change to today's episode and that is that we are without our uh fantastic co-host melissa um, so we'll try to power through uh, as, as we normally would. The only announcement that I have, and it's kind of to piggyback off the announcement that we made last week with regards to the post-November 20th uh, deadline as far as going remote for classes. So as you all know, we're going remote November 20th um, in terms of, of courses. As far as we know, the offices on campus will be open. And in fact, Bruce, you can kind of correct me if I'm wrong, but we have an entire page on our website dedicated to um, COVID-19 information. And that's where you can see things like uh, office hours, um, Zoom rooms for those specific offices. And in fact, if you just go to our Penn State Shenango website, it's the giant banner at the top. I'm pretty sure you can't get rid of it unless you hit the X. So it right. just follows you around. So um, that's a really good uh, wealth of knowledge there. Um, for for COVID stuff and, and kind of our hours, but um, pretty much everybody's office is staying open post November twentieth until we get to that um, campus closure around Christmas time. Uh, the Great Hall will be open. Uh, like I said, the fitness center will be open and the game room will be open. And um, pretty much the only study lounge that I know of right now that's closing will be the lecture hall study lounge. Beyond that, you'll be able to use the computers, use the printers, use the Wi-Fi, and um, come to the offices if you have questions. So those are my updates, and I'm going to briskly move on to our next phase. So without further ado, we welcome uh, another guest who is very soon to graduate. She has been very actively involved over the last couple of years uh, on campus. Um, I, would, I would give you the list of, of officer positions she's held within clubs, but honestly, I'd forget one, and I don't want to do that to her. She is an LAS, Letters, Arts, and Science graduate, or soon to be, I should say, uh, and this is Gianna Gargano. Gianna, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you for joining us. But as always, I have two questions to get us started. The first of which is random. And that question I have for you is, uh, what trend are you tired of? Uh, I don't know. I think... A lot, Bruce might not like me for this one because it, it's a uh, gash at uh, technology, but <laughs> um, I think we can all agree in retrospect that they should have stopped at MySpace with social media. <laughs> I think we, our generation is sick of it. I think <laughs> that is one trend I wish that will just stop. <laughs> That's fair, actually, because if I had to pick a trend, I wouldn't necessarily go as far as the, the whole like technology piece, but I would say 
a big part of why I don't like a lot of like social media and stuff is the social media like influencer era that yeah. we're currently in where people are uh, and maybe TikTok's more of a uh, you know offender of this but like just being famous for dancing for 30 seconds I think is super frustrating and annoying and I'm like please enough is enough but no I would totally agree MySpace is probably the the last draw we should have ended there it's a really good, really good yeah. right right on that I agree with you on that one. I, I'm I'm a hundred percent down with the uh, with the social media trend. I'm 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 over it. It's over with. Glad we're on the same page. Love it. I feel like there's a lot of uh, social media overload now because it seems like every other day you hear of another social media thing coming out, and it's like I was just getting used to the other one. Now I don't know what to do with this one, so <laughs> I quit. <laughs> yeah, I think. Uh, it's like a consumer ago. society almost. Like oh, yeah, for sure. With the influencers, it's like every day you have to buy something almost or they're trying to sell you something. That's how they make their money. So, so I agree. I understand. It's transformed into like a communication platform. Now it's more like a consumer type thing. It's very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. It's it's definitely changed since I first signed up for, for Facebook in 2006 or Instagram all those years ago. It's like, oh my gosh. Um, yeah, we're just in a totally different phase now where, you know, I'm on Facebook and I see people posting quotes and I'm like, that's from Stalin. That's legit a Stalin quote. So I'm not sure that we're all on the same page here, but um, all right. Great answer, Gianna. My next question is, uh, and I ask every one of our guests this, and I'm, I'm always really curious to hear the answers. How did you find yourself uh, ending up at Penn State Chenango? I think it was just by like my life events, which I think a lot of students who like this non-traditional role, we end up here kind of by either by mistake or, you know, it's like a proximity thing to our home. So like I always grew up in Hermitage, like born and raised. So um, I went to YSU for two years. Um, then I had my daughter, Maya, and then I took a year off, um, just worked, and, I, and then I returned to school to Shenango. So I think I've been here, <laughs> don't quote me, but I think I've been here <laughs> for three and a half years. I started out in OT, and then I transferred to the LES program, which best decision. I'm so happy I did. I think the I was listening to um, Dr. Nash's podcast, and he said, you know, the LES, I'm like a huge advocate for the LIS program because it like helps me find my way and like kind of like my desires and what I want to do especially for students that aren't necessarily sure at first I think that's their best bet to go with um and it helps you find your way it does um I think too a lot of people don't know with the LIS you get the opportunity to take classes through Penn State World Campus um which I'm not sure of other, I don't believe other majors on campus at Chenango do that, but it's unique because you get to encounter students from all over um, the university. Like I have students from Penn State, Maine, my professors are from Penn State, Maine. So it's, it's a really nice cool thing about the major. What area do you feel like you're going to focus on when you graduate? Like, what, what are you interested in? Probably like the intercultural communications route, maybe sociology or anthropology is what I've been kind of leaning towards. I do plan on probably going to grad school here in fall 2021. I think I'm going to take a semester off work here 
around the area and then um, kind of see where I'm at and start applying for grad schools here pretty soon. I have a few that I'm interested in, but um, I kind of have to see where I'll be moving. And it's like that awkward, I don't know if any of you guys went through that like awkward transition after like college. It's like, you're like in no man's land. Like, where do you go? Or, um, 100% yes. Yeah. So I spent a year just working and then I finally went to grad school a year later. So I totally know exactly what you're going through and what you feel. So yes, absolutely. For sure. It's definitely different when you go to school for, you know, 20 some odd years and then all of a sudden school's over and you're like, all right, well, what do I, what do I do now? I think yeah. all the <laughs> graduates go through that kind of, you know, that unsure stage, but I, I'll say this, you have a little bit more uh, of an idea of what you wanted to do is, um, than I did at that age. So I got to give you, I got to tip my cap to you. Um, at least, you know, at least having the shell of a plan and, and then being able to, you know, move and adjust if you need to. Hopefully that helps. <laughs> well, we do have, um, I think, um, my one class, Tiffany Petrosini's class, we have a lot of guest speakers, uh, especially from here on campus, which I like how she incorporates that into her classes, because we like to hear from you guys, like as students, we like to hear from people who work on campus and what their everyday schedules are and stuff. It's interesting. Um, but we had a few Penn State employees like just chime in and a lot of them basically like they started somewhere and then they ended up somewhere else. So they might have had their undergrad in something. And then when they went off to grad school, they kind of transitioned into something else. And I have heard that it's common. Um, one of my Penn State main professors mentioned it as well. Um, she started out, I think, in human development. And then she got her doctorate in intercultural communication. So two separate entities. So that was interesting. Yeah, I mean, I when I went to college, I thought... I'd be a vet. That was my number one goal. I'd be a vet. Then <laughs> after talking with my advisor and seeing how competitive getting into vet schools were, I was like, well, maybe I'll broaden it and just make my, my degree biology and just focus on biology. And then love biology, hated chemistry. Not a whole lot you can do once you get to like organic chemistry. And then I switched over to education. I thought I would teach in high school or elementary schools. I got into that and I was like in, in student teaching, I'm like, nope. Oh, high school kids are jerks. They're rude. Um, <laughs> and then honestly, after that, I like, I spent a year like subbing and then I realized I was like, you know what? I prefer like college age kids because, you know, it's, it's such a unique transition in life. So no, if you would have told me in 2006 when I started college that I'd be here, I would never have believed you. I had no interest. I didn't even know it was a real option. So yeah, yeah it's, it's crazy the transitions that you make for sure. For sure. Gianna, uh, like I said before, you you definitely have been very involved um, and very engaged, but uh, what would you say your favorite Shenango memory has been so far? Um, I think I will have to just say my professors and the impact they've had on my college education. Um, three that come to mind instantly, Dr. Nash, Dr. Petrosini, and Morel. I think they all have just such big personalities and just all my little memories with them in class and things like that. I definitely think I will have to put that at the top. Um, 
like just getting to know them over the years, especially those ones I've had for multiple <laughs> classes and semesters over and over. Um, I think I'm even like, and I wonder about this with other students, like I pick up on their lingo. I like feel Dr. Nash always says like, that's correct. And now I say that's correct. <laughs> and just like little things like that. Um, yeah, I did this one semester, I think it was like two and a half years ago. Andy, you already know the story. I had, I was like, I wasn't doing terrible in math, but I had a B. And I think Brennis was, he was on leave that semester and we had a substitute. So I had to get math tutoring. And then I, I guess I'm thankful for the Penn State Chenango Shark program, because if I wouldn't have went to tutoring, I wouldn't have met my best friends and we went together ever since. So <laughs> I guess that's a nice attribute to the shark program. I'll add to, I like a lot of the miscellaneous things our campus does. I don't think you will be able to get that, like that personal like experience through any other college maybe that's bigger. Um, I remember that one year you guys did like laser tag or something and the, yeah. <laughs> um, that was cool. Um, I'm trying to think of what else, uh, day of the dead. I think the one year, I think it was two years ago, they had, um, like the mariachi band come in and they did, uh, they performed remember me from Coco. That was cool. Just like little things like that. Dr. Nash, he does like a movie night for bonus. It's one bonus point, but it really helps your grade. Um, that movie night that he does. And it's just like those little niches that some of the professors put into the classes, I think are super special. And a lot of students will carry them with them when they go. I dig it. Yeah. Awesome, Gianna, I got a question for you. Okay. So what words of wisdom or advice would you give to a new Shenango student coming fresh out of high school based on your experiences? Oh, I don't know. The college in institution probably won't like this very much, but I might just say like, take some time off, kind of like figure out who you are. Um, if you don't know exactly what you want to do, um, and especially if you're like listening to your peers a lot, we just talked about this in our, in one of our inner, um, in International Cultures Club at one of our meetings, we were talking about how sometimes in high school, they push certain programs upon students. You don't really hear about too many more. And um, like I know for my high school, they really push things of like health related. Anything health related, they'll say, you're gonna get a job so quick. It's always gonna be there. The medical field's always there. It was either that or business and I think a lot of students buy into that and no one really ever asked them like what makes them happy. So I definitely think going forward, if I were to talk to someone like fresh out of high school, I would definitely say take some time off or maybe even do like an LAS program or liberal arts um, to get that like di diversified role of classes. And then you can kind of decipher as you go on okay, well, I don't really like, I don't really like anything OT related. I don't like anything health related. Um, I'm terrible at math and science. So yeah, I think they just need to like slow down, I guess. I know a lot of them are probably eager to move out of their mom and dad's, but 
yeah, that's probably my biggest advice. Yeah, no, that's, yeah. awesome. that's awesome advice. I mean, yeah. just looking at it from a different perspective. I mean, definitely wasn't an answer I was expecting, but I mean, yeah, I mean, Me that's the advice that I wish I would have had at 18. I mean, because you're right. I feel like there is a lot of a lot of push for for certain things and to have things figured out. But sometimes it is nice to kind of sit back and really reflect on on, you know, what you like to do. I mean, you really have to you know find yourself to make yourself happy. So, yeah, I think that's great advice. And you guys both went to, if I have it correctly, Kennedy Catholic. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And Bruce, did you go to Kennedy Catholic? I did not. Travis, no. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think anybody would disagree with you. I think anybody who works in a college, probably, I mean, I would say that that would save students from spending an extra semester, you know, in, in school because you're trying to figure out what you want to do. So the, the more exploration you do kind of early on, the better off you'll be. So that's awesome advice. Definitely. Yeah. What do you like to do for fun? Like what, what to you is, is, is a fun day? I think just, I really like thrifting. I know that's so weird, but I am like the biggest like goodwiller there ever was in like different antique shops. I think that's, I can spend hours in like digging through records and stuff. I guess that's something not too many people know about me, but um, yeah, I like doing that. I like going to museums. If we're like in a city, we usually try to, for COVID, we would try to go to a museum. Most of them are not open, I believe. I know for ICC, we were, we were trying to plan a museum trip as we've done in the past for the club, but that's not going to happen this semester <laughs> as numbers are rising. So normally, um, right before COVID hit, we were supposed to go to Philly. And then that, I remember Dr. Nash came up to me like a week before everything got shut down. He said, yeah, I don't think we're going to be able to go. There's like <laughs> this disease going around or something. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. But yeah, we'll see. Okay. Hopefully next semesters we'll be able to do something. more fun. Well, let's get you off the hot seat and let's move on to what's normally called Melissa's Miscellaneous Musings. And today it's going to be Andy's assorted analysis. No, assertions. It doesn't matter. We're calling, we're calling it AAA, not to be confused with the travel service. AAA, not triple M. Cue the music. Onward. Hopefully these three questions are decent and up to Melissa's usual standards. All right, three questions. Uh, we're going to have Gianna answer the first one. Question one, what's something you've tried that you'll never, ever try again? <laughs> um, <laughs> I guess I have like this stigma with golf. I can't stand golf. <laughs> I will never try golf again. Yeah. That's, that's a good one. I, that's funny. I did not expect that, but that's a good one. Was it like a really poor experience? Like it was just super boring. I just think it's so boring and <laughs> it's just so quiet. You have to go get your ball. That's like in the ditch 24 seven that, or just, um, I think too, for one summer I was, what do they call those things? Those Andy or someone who golfs, you probably know what they're called. Um, like the beverage cart girl, 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly right. I did not have a good experience with that. If you can imagine men drinking on the golf course, it just was not my best experience. They, they're not the most appropriate individuals. Absolutely not. <laughs> well, that's unfortunate. Yeah, so that's my stigma with golf. Fair enough. Uh, DJ, how about you? Um, I actually just got into golf, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I, I would have to go with um, with water skiing. I'm, I'm never going to water ski again for multiple reasons. For one, I don't like being in, in open water and not knowing what's underneath. Um, and then two, it's like impossible for me to stand up. And the last time I tried it, like I couldn't get up. So I was just getting like dragged by the boat. So I'm going to have to go with water skiing and probably I'll probably never get into like a body of water like that deep again anyway. That's a good one. And something similar to what I would say. Travi, what about you, bud? Come on, Travi. Uh, honestly, I don't know. Um, what was the question again? <laughs> What's <laughs> now I have to pull my question. Never try again? What's something you've tried that you'll never ever try again? Hummus. Hummus I did. Hummus. <laughs> is it because it's the because I eat garlic hummus? Is then that, that well, I mean that that's yeah, that's horrible, but it's just the consistency, the taste. Are you not good? Ah. Okay. <laughs> I'm a little upset by it, but that's fine. We can move on. No. That's something I've never tried, and I will never try. <laughs> I'll do it. Wow. I, I just feel personally attacked. I'm not going to lie. I feel like Aldi's hummus is like, their sales are probably through the roof. I feel like hummus is super popular. They have great hummus. That's and hummus is easy like to make, too. Yeah. What would you say, Travis? That's a trend I'd like to see go away. <laughs> a trend I'd like to see go away. <laughs> Wow. Sure. Okay. Fair enough. Brussels sprouts. What do you got for me? Well, going to make people angry because I'm sure people know where I'm heading with this, but <laughs> how about seafood? <laughs> I, oh, I knew he was going with yeah, seafood. Yeah, I know, dude. I knew he was going. I was like, as soon as he said that, I was like, Bruce is going seafood. So <laughs> actually, it'll be mushrooms. Ooh. Me and mushrooms do not get along. I did not know that. They make me sick. I don't know why, but I will eat them and then I throw up. So I avoid them. I don't order you a mushroom pizza. (laughs) I will just sit there and pick them off. All right, fair enough. I love it. Um, There, there are several things that I could think of that I wouldn't do again. But the thing that always comes back to uh, my my memory. And it's very similar to DJX is I would never go wakeboarding uh, ever again, um, especially in the Chesapeake Bay. I it was sun was going down. Everyone said how fun it was. I was like, it doesn't look fun. It looks annoying because it's all this work for like four and a half seconds of enjoyment, which is stupid unless you're like an expert at it, which no one there was. And I certainly wasn't because I've never done it before. So I go, I get in the water. It takes me like two minutes to hook the stuff up. Bam, I get stung by a sea nettle and uh, I screech in horror that I got stung by one. And then I had to come out of the water and, um, you know, long story short, the whole experience is awful. So I would never do that again, especially with the sun going down. So um, DJ, 
Yes. Not knowing what's underneath. Well, what's underneath is sea nettles. So you're going to get stung. Oh, yeah. It's all bad. Yeah. And uh, wake, wakeboard, or wakeboard, that's when you're, you're standing up almost like a little surf, surfboard. Yeah, thing. yeah. It's, it's like real, real narrow. We were like kneeboarding as well. Um, and everybody was doing, they were like, oh, my gosh, it's so much fun. The adrenaline. I'm like, bro, you're on the wave or the wake. You're not even on the wave. You're on the wake for like, what, eight seconds max. Like, and you have to, then you fall down. You got to turn the boat back around. Granted, I was like, when this happened but still i would never do it again yeah no all right question two this uh this one's gonna be interesting for bruce to answer would you rather keep your current sleep schedule so how you sleep now or hibernate for three months and have nine months of 24 7 alertness without being tired um, Bruce. Oh yeah, yeah. Bruce, you have the weirdest sleep schedule of anyone on the podcast. So I'm going to start with you. So keep my current one, or yeah, you hibernate. hibernate for three months, so no one will see you for three months, and then you'll be awake for nine months, twenty four seven, completely alert. Hmm. Well, my average night of sleep is, I believe, like three and a half hours. So. Right. Um, I'm just going to stick with what I got. Really? Yep. Okay. Did not expect yeah. that. I mean, honest. usually when I go to bed, everyone else is already in bed. And when I get up, everyone else is either still in bed or whatnot. So don't really uh, have any opportunities to miss out on anything anyway. So there's three and a half hours for Bruce each night. He's sticking yep. with it. Mm-hmm. Travis, how about you? Um, I'm hibernating no matter what. Isn't that your current sleep schedule, though? You hibernate for three months. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's a trend I'll never get tired of is bear jokes on the podcast. Never going to get tired of that. Fair enough. <laughs> you like what, what three months would you choose to hibernate? Would you choose the winter months? Uh, no, probably January, February, March. Good call. Good time. I would agree with that. Uh, D Jack. Do they have to be consecutive? Wait, what'd you say, Travis? Do they have to be consecutive? Uh, it doesn't say. So no, I guess it could be for whatever you want. Okay, just checking. I know David's probably gonna find some type of loophole. <laughs> I, I I was gonna look for a loophole, but not that loophole. That's actually a good one. I wish I would have thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, DJ. What about your answer? What would you go with? If if I could if I could hibernate for three months without consequence and just be alert for nine, I would choose that. Yeah, I don't see why not. Like if there if there's like if there's like no consequence, like like physically I'm okay. I'm hibernating um, for the winter months and then just enjoying spring and summer and everything. Would you choose the same three months as Travis to hibernate? Um, I would probably go. I probably go. December, January, or February, and just knock out all the cold. Although my wife would be upset with me because her her birthday is in February, <laughs> <laughs> the end of February, and just wake up at the end like, oh well, we, we missed it. My birthday's in August, so you know, <laughs> but you, you miss all the gift giving done, <laughs> and you miss the bundle. It's all it's a, it's a win win. That is fantastic, uh, Gianna. What about you? I feel like if I were to hibernate, I'd feel like I'd be like missing out on so much. Just like 
given the certain climate of what we're doing now. <laughs> like every month it's something new. So I think not, not for those reasons, but I think my sleep schedule is okay <laughs> as of now. So I'm going to keep it. Okay. Yeah. So you and Bruce are keeping the sleep yes. schedule. Keeping the sleep schedule. Although my daughter does not like to sleep. She, <laughs> my, my parents will sometimes say, she is like a walking replica of me because I did not sleep as a child ever. <laughs> Everyone would be in bed, I'd be up. So I guess I'm, it's payback <laughs> when I put my parents through. Yeah, they say it comes around. So that makes sense. Oh, yeah. All right. So my last question for today is, uh, and it's very open-ended. The best part of waking up is dot, dot, dot. Travis, the best part of waking up is? Um, breakfast. <laughs> Anything particular? Breakfast in bed? No, just food. No. Should not salmon early. We're heading upstream. Yeah. Okay, good answer. Uh, Gianna, how about you? Best part of waking up is? Uh, coffee. Ooh coffee or just like the adrenaline rush you get in the morning like doing so much if you guys got kids like running trying to meet times you got to be places I think the morning rush is better than the night rush like going home trying to make dinner things like that I definitely am a morning person I dig it so am I yeah uh DJack what about you man best part of the waking up is um just just being able to live another day like just just being able to wake up the best part of waking up is waking up <laughs> he went right. for the best answer <laughs> that's fantastic i mean, it, I mean it's it, i know it does kind of sound like cliche but i mean you know there are a lot of people who you know didn't have that opportunity to wake up so you have to be thankful that you know every day that you're that you're here and healthy good point i dig it Bruiser. David went deep with that one. <laughs> As I was thinking of the, uh, was it the Folgers jingle? Yes. Folgers in your cup, yeah. Yep. Exactly where I got it from. Um, see, I am not a morning person. <laughs> so the best part of waking up is when I can hit the snooze button. Or when I don't have to set the alarm. <laughs> Otherwise, it's going to be some variety of caffeine. That's a good so, start of the day. Because otherwise, yeah, just don't talk to me for like the first hour of the day. I, I like the caffeine. Given, yeah. I don't like when people talk to me in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, when you're wanting on three hours of sleep, I feel like who would be a morning person? I think you'd have to be pretty psychotic. To be. <laughs> if you were a morning person running on three hours of sleep, what? That's a fair point. I mean, I think we can all agree with that. Sorry, Bruce. It, the problem is, is even on the weekends when I don't set an alarm and stuff, I still get like three or four hours of sleep. Like I still can't sleep in. So it's just what I do. <laughs> I, I would try to guess what Melissa would answer for all three of these questions, but I feel like we, we don't um, pick on Melissa like we do D-Jack and Travis. So I don't know that it would be fair to, to assume what Melissa would guess. Plus, I don't, you know, I don't want her to come back next week and then come after me. So 
I'm not going to assume. <laughs> okay, that's rude. Um, so what I'll, I'll answer my question in, 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 in short, and I would combine almost David and Gianna's answers. I think the best part of waking up is just the fact that there's a lot of optimistic uh, possibilities throughout the day. I mean, nothing really has gone wrong yet. Um, so there's a lot of excitement for what the day could be. Um, I definitely feel that morning rush. I'm a morning person. So I'm up, I'm cleaning, I'm, I'm working out, um, you know, taking care of the dogs, throwing the ball around. So I'm, I'm definitely doing stuff in the morning. I, lo I love the mornings and I love the fact that uh, the possibilities are really endless for the day. And then by the time nine o'clock rolls around, you got, you know, 15 problems, six things to take care of. <laughs> so it's a wonderful feeling just to kind of wake up and be like, wow. So DJ, I like your answer. I, I like all your answers. They're all great. Those are my questions. That is the first and, and gosh, hope, hopefully the last AAA we have to go through. So our last segment here for today is, uh, Gianna, I'm putting all the pressure back on you. We, we start with you on the hot seat and we finish you with you on the hot seat. So what are your final words to, to our listening audience? No, I think we covered everything. Just thanks for having me. Um, I did want to give like a shout out. I forgot to include the ladies over at the library. They've been super great to me, um, Jill and Deb. I so close with them as well. And I'm going to be incredibly sad to say goodbye to a lot of really awesome people on this campus. So yeah. That's our first ever shout out for final words. So that is super cool. That's our first. And Today is not that this is a super milestone, but today, Gianna, you are our thirtieth uh, guest, our thirtieth oh. episode. So um, we've been doing this for thirty weeks, which is kind of scary. That's, yeah, you guys uh, started it when the pandemic first started. Yep. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. And then you do it once a week, or? Yeah, we just we just do it once a week. We used to. Well, this is kind of on me. I used to answer questions that people would send in, and as of today. At 413, I have 1,242 emails, which I'm sure some of those are very much uh, people asking questions about part of the pandemic or whatever else the case may be, but I have not gotten to them yet. For that, I apologize. I failed big time. <laughs> um, but yeah, we do it once a week and we, we try to release it. Um, hopefully we can start doing more when we have the ability, but um, yeah. Well, John, thank you for joining us. Like I said, um, I you know one of the reasons I love doing this is because I think people like you that we see around campus, um, but you're so busy with you know, work and classes and, and, and family that we don't really, I mean, a lot of students, in, including faculty and staff, we don't get to know you that well and you've, you've got a story to tell and, and a good one at that. So um, I, I'm so thankful that you decided to come on and, and share a little bit about yourself. So thank you. Thanks for having um, me. Yeah, definitely. Thank you to the crew. And as always, uh, stay safe, stay healthy, and most importantly, stay kind. And we will see you all next week for another round of Pardon the Pandemic.